Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the uh, Sometimes Hellscapes Exist on Earth edition. (laughs) I love it. Um, I mean, to be honest, with the year that we've had, uh, I think sometimes uh, Earth is a hellscape as a whole. Yes. Yeah. Many would agree. We've proven that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing some um, celestial hellscapes, other planets, etc. Yes. And I thought... Maybe we should just bring it back home. Let's bring it back home. <laughs> Let's be real about the closest hellscape. That's right. The closest hellscape. Earth. Earth. <laughs> so, all right. Let's just jump right into it. I'm Jill Chacha. This is the amazing Mercer Riley. Hi. <laughs> and um, we're going to get into episode 034. And I'm not going to tell you the title just yet. Okay. 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 So just get on this ride with me. I'm on the ride. It's, it's a little weird. It's fine. Okay. Get, give it to me. <laughs> right. Okay. So our story begins back in 2013 in the beautiful country of Tanzania. Oh. <laughs> yes. So for us geographically challenged Americans, I'd like you to imagine the continent of Africa. All right. All right. Now place your finger right in the center and then move it east until you hit the coastline. Okay. Okay. Now move your fo- finger a wee bit south. Okay. And there you will find Tanzania. I see it in my head. Great. It is the home of legendary places like Serengeti National Park. Oh. That's right. And Kilimanjaro. Oh. So, uh, but we're, we're not here to sightsee. Sorry. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Next time. (laughs) Not this kind of podcast. Uh, We're here to witness what photographer Nick Brandt came to document along the shores of Lake Natron, which is at the very north of Tanzania, where Tanzania shares a border with Kenya. I I already love that this is called Lake Natron. It sounds like Lake Natron. (laughs) DJ Natron. (laughs) DJ Natron. DJ Natron in the house. Opening for Dead Mouse. Bye. Yeah, in Florida, in Tallahassee, <laughs> or wherever. Oh the good place. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. So, uh, where are we? Okay, so Nick Brandt came to document uh, a bunch of shit back in 2013. And Nick told the Smithsonian Magazine, quote, When I saw those creatures for the first time alongside the lake, I was completely blown away. The idea for me instantly was to take portraits of them as if they were alive, end quote. Oh. Now, Nick spent the next three weeks with locals gathering specimens, staging and photographing them. And I would love to show you some of these photographs. Okay. I I am pumped. And just to be clear, the photos I'm about to look at are not of live creatures. Not of live. No, absolutely not. 110% dead. Oh. Yeah. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Oh, I'm pumped. Okay, so please tell us what you see. And of course, as per usual, all of our photographs that we talk about will be on our Instagram, Well, That's Interesting Pod. Um, but in the meantime, Dr. Riley, here's one photograph. And please tell us what you see. Dr. Jill, I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I did see this photo earlier. And um, I thought... Originally, before you said anything about it, it was a picture of a live bird. Yeah. Um, And what I'm looking at is a kind of like a tree branch, uh, beautiful lake in the background. And perched on this branch is what looks like an eagle. 
yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. and it looks alive. It's perched, but I don't think it is. It looks like it's caked in some sort of yeah. mud. Yeah. And from what you said, I think it's dead. It is very dead. It's, it's dead. very dead. But, it, but it's gorgeous. And it looks, it, it almost looks like um some sort of, like a very realistic sculpture Perfect. or yeah. a piece yeah. of art. But it just looks so real. Yeah. Um, it, but because it is, it's a corpse, clearly. Yeah. I'm talking myself in circles. Tell no. me what the fuck I'm staring at. <laughs> okay, you. so that's one, but I want to show you another one, too. It looks like they're made out of marble. Oh, my God. How about God. this little one? No. So that was an eagle. This looks like more... This is like some, maybe like a crane. I'm yeah. looking at some sort of crane. Uh, it's got... Are these... Is that a leg? No, it's perched... Okay, so it's perched on another branch. And... All right. So its wings, its feathers have almost hardened into yeah. these long yeah. points... These almost like long finger-like points. Yeah. And it looks like something out of a horror movie. These photos are black and white, by the way. They're absolutely beautiful and haunting. Yeah. And, um, yeah. They're exquisite. I love it. Yeah. Never... There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's truly horrifying. So what we're looking at here, or rather who we're looking at, were two native species of Tanzanian birds, a fish eagle and a dove, who had the extreme misfortune of falling into Lake Natron, and they were unable to get out in time. No! Right. No. Episode 034 is the lake that can mummify creatures, including you. What? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. A lake did that. A lake did that? Yep. I've been in a lake. <laughs> yes. That did not happen to me. Yeah. Do I look like that? You look great. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you look um, wonderful. Opposite of those birds. Good. Uh, something tells me this lake is not like other lakes. No. It is like no other lake on the planet. Okay. Tell yeah. me Tell me everything. Okay. So just like today's title suggests... These two birds weren't a fluke. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please read further from Nick's interview with Smithsonian Magazine? I would absolutely love to. All right, quote, it was amazing. I saw entire flocks of dead birds all washed ashore together, lemming-like, he says. You'd literally get, say, 100 finches washed ashore in a 50-yard stretch. Uh, Just coming into contact with the water, was dangerous. It's so caustic that even if you had the tiniest cut, it's very painful. Nobody would ever swim in this. It'd be complete madness, end quote. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a dangerous lake. <laughs> it's a very dangerous lake. So caustic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to understand what that means. Like, it, What does that mean? So, yeah, we're, we're going to get into uh, just how how like you said dangerous it it's not gonna feel like your usual lake or water or yeah it's it's it, it's just very painful and alkaline and shit we're gonna get into it oh yeah okay okay i mean imagine you know when you feel like something on your cut yeah like you have a small cut on like, your finger and you like i don't know you some lime and some lime or, or some salt it's like that Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. So 
Again, you probably have a lot of questions about Lake Natron, and the first thing you should know about it is that it's a dead end, literally, for some creatures, and <laughs> literally because its location and its physical features. Uh, for starters, water flows into the lake, but it doesn't flow out. Ooh. So there's no exit for water except evaporation. Now, put a pin in that. Pinned. Pinned. So where does its water come from? Uh, from December to May is the wet season, which brings about 30 inches of salty rain from clouds blown in from neighboring deserts. Okay. But 30 inches of salty rain isn't nearly enough to keep this lake going and deadly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she big. Yeah. Uh, you could see it from space. Lake Natron is about 35 miles long and 14 uh, miles across. What fills this lake, its main inflow is the southern is Ewasco Negiro. Nailed it. It's, Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> that's Brown River, uh, which flows down through the mineral-rich... Sorry, I can read. I swear. <laughs> Ewasco Nigiri, um, which flows down through the mineral-rich Great Rift Valley of Kenya and ends up here, passing through the border into Tanzania's Lake Natron, depositing hundreds of thousands of gallons. And there's also loads of natural springs that flow south into it, dumping even more elements and whatever they want to bring to the party. Uh, okay, so we've got a few sources going yeah. on here, bringing yeah. different kinds of elements and minerals. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it sounds like a fucking party. Yeah. And it sounds like a good cocktail. Yeah. But honestly, a party isn't a true party until an active volcano there shows up. Go, yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's what I've been waiting for. I'm like, where is the disaster? That's Jill, right. this sounds fine and dandy, but what's what's really going yeah. on here? Now, move over river, move over natural springs, enter old deal. Uh, I, I got this. I, I practiced it I, like 500 times. In, I in her defense, I'm staring at this <laughs> jumble of words right now, and it, it's a tough one. Oldonio Lengi, or Mountain of God in the Maasai language. Gorgeous. So now, Oldonio is not like the other volcanoes, not only because of its intimidating name, but what comes out of it. Uh, Most lava is rich in silicate minerals, and these silicate minerals make up like 90% of the Earth's crust. Okay? Okay. But Arvor, Arvor, Jesus, our our volcano (laughs) (laughs) is that special 10%, where its lava is mostly sodium and potassium carbonate, or if we really want to get fancy, natrocarbonatite. Ooh, natrocarbonatite. I had I to try it myself. I know. <laughs> so there's a lot of tongue twisters in this episode. Please bear with me. You're nailing it. You're killing it. <laughs> okay, so this fancy pants lava also flows into our lake. Okay. Now remember, when we put a pin in evaporation. Right, right. Okay, when this briny carbonate cocktail begins to evaporate, what's left behind is like huge concentrations of salt and, you guessed it, natron. Hence, Lake Natron. Ah, and, and natron na- is... Yeah, natron is sodium carbonate and sodium bicarbonate, which is just super fancy words for soda ash and baking soda. That's it. What? Yeah. So it's a lake full of baking soda. Yes. And salt. Baking soda and salt, which sounds, doesn't sound terrible. No. But it is. Oh, (laughs) okay, okay, okay. So altogether, the levels of salt and all of this natron in this huge 34-mile lake, okay? Right. 
it's so toxic that it's almost like swimming through ammonia. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh no. Alkaline levels have been reported to be as high as 10.5 to 12, and the old pH scale goes up to 14. That's very high. That's very high. Who's really into so lame skincare products? Yes. Uh, you try to do a pH like a things for your face. Yeah. You want to do a pH level of like five or six. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. But that's like fourteen is more than twice that. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it, that's it, bad. It's super, super not good. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad you brought up skincare products because it's imagination time. You ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> Let's do this. So, okay, we're gonna put these numbers into perspective. Now, a glass of water is a seven, and okay. you just you just brought up five and six because seven yeah. is like totally neutral. Yeah. And totally okay. It's a glass of water. You can drink it. But for every full digit we go up, it's ten times more alkaline than the last. So it's it, it gets super dangerous super fast. Right. Um, our blood, for example, is slightly over a 7 at 7.4. Okay, okay. Seawater is like 7.5 to 8, and that's not bad at all. But anything after that, well, you don't want to be in it or have it inside you. <laughs> so, it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> so a 10.5 to a 13.5, picture ammonia, bleach, our friend Lie that we talked about in That's right. an episode it, or two ago. And as I learned uh, yeah. from a t-shirt uh, project I tried when, in my early 20s yeah. where I got a big thing of bleach and I poured it in a bucket and I oh, shit. put a t-shirt in it and I did all of this indoors <gasps> and I didn't touch the bleach yeah. or anything but just being in the same room yeah. as a thing of bleach made me feel crazy my felt very dizzy um, <laughs> so so you don't even have to be touching this stuff and it yeah. could be like seeping into your pores yeah, yeah just don't do crafts everybody don't <laughs> just don't craft what what the hell were we thinking hot glue are you kidding me this gonna hurts sorry back to the podcast totally fine uh we're talking 10 and a half 13 and a half totally blows yeah. And at 14, at 14, we're talking liquid drain cleaner. Oh, shit. That's... Okay. And our lake, intense. our lake is somewhere in there. What? Like 10 to 12, like up there. It's up with these heavy hitters. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, as Nick Brandt phrased it really well, quote, it's so high, it would strip the ink off my Kodak film boxes within a few seconds. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Now, after the break, we're going to find out how all of this turns creatures like you and me into the mummies we just saw. Yeah. And we're actually going to find out who calls this place home. No. Yeah. And I haven't even shown you pictures of what this place looks like. Oh, my God. I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. So stay tuned. Please do. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. 
I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places. Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan. But nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back and we're getting calcified. We are. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, that's what happened to our two unfortunate bird friends at the top of the show oh, that looked like statues. My God, they calcified. They calcified. <gasps> yeah. And, uh, You're gonna explain what that means. Yeah, right? and we yeah we yeah we should probably talk about it. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say really fast before yeah. we move forward. Yeah, I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there was this amazing show on Netflix. I think it was Netflix called Dark Tourist. Oh my god, it's so good. This place is making me think so much of Dark Tourist. This seems like a place he would go and like. Yeah. stick his foot in and or dive something. Into it. Yeah. Like yeah. absolutely that was such a good show. That was the best show. I think there's only one season. Cause, Cause he probably died. I think he died. I he was swimming in um Yeah, he went the to the nuclear Yeah, whatever. he went to Chernobyl. He went to Chernobyl. And he, like swam around in the lakes there. And yeah. like yeah, he was this high dude. radiation. Yeah. He just he was this dude who just went to the most deadliest places on earth and just hung out and just <laughs> he was a normal guy it was so cool uh and it was very well done and respectable like to all of the you to, know to the places he went because yeah. he went to some very scary places in the world and it was fascinating and yeah. i mean <laughs> r.a.p man <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to him i hope he's okay he was very charming and very relatable so yeah oh man that was a great show i i Sincerely hope he's okay and there's a season two somewhere. Oh my god, I don't think there's a season two. I think he's like, no, I'm never doing, I'm never leaving my house again. Jesus, yeah. It was called Dark Taurus? Dark Taurus. That's right. And it's, it was on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but if you could find it, if y'all could hunt it down, it's so worth it. It's so great. It's, especially if you like this podcast, you would love. Yeah, we're, we're, that, that's. 
we're family. If you, if you like this podcast, you're going to love that show. Definitely. Yeah, totally. But tell me more about getting calcified, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like every story, we should probably start like, how did those birds get in the lake in the first place? Right. How do they end up in there? Are they swimming? Are so, they falling? <laughs> there is a, exactly. There is a running theory. And if you would be so kind to read from the Smithsonian Magazine article, this alkaline African lake turns animals into stone. I would absolutely love to read. All right, here we go. Quotes. Brandt theorizes the highly reflective chemical dense waters act like a glass door fooling birds into thinking they're flying through empty space. Uh, Not long ago, a helicopter pilot tragically fell victim to the same illusion, and his crashed aircraft was rapidly corroded, uh, corroded, apologies, by the lake's waters, end quote. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they don't even realize... Yeah, it's like an optical illusion. This thing is also oh, an got, optical illusion. Yes. I gotta see this shit. <laughs> so, this is amazing. Parts of it are an optical illusion. I'm gonna show you other parts of it that are not an illusion. Okay. But anyway, this helicopter crash happened back in 2007. Luckily, those aboard, uh, they were wildlife documentary filmmakers and the pilot, they all survived. Amazing. They suffered broken bones, cuts, and the physical effects of the lake's water, which cameramen... Ben Herbertson told the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, was physically hot and burning my eyes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, So we discussed how the water basically feels like ammonia. Right. Right. Okay. So that explains the irritation Ben felt. But on top of that, the temperature of the water itself ranges from 106 degrees Fahrenheit to 140 degrees Fahrenheit in the dry season. And that's hot enough to cause third degree burns in a few minutes. Oh my god. Yeah, she just turned to me and looked like, what the fuck? Oh, what are you talking about? God. You, I swear I was, to God, this is real. <laughs> I was about to be like, it's hell. And then I remember that was the whole point of the episode. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so what the fuck is up with this? Now the lake <laughs> is shockingly shallow. It's ten feet at its deepest. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. So this is kind of like a very long, thin puddle baking under the under the sun right at the equator got it so it's ammonia baking under or ammonia like yeah shit yeah baking under the sun at the equator kind of at the equator (laughs) boiling you yep jeez (laughs) so so if you are a tiny bird plowing full speed into into what you thought was sky you would probably lose consciousness with the impact, right? Right. And then you'd cook from the alkaline levels and the temperature. Oh, my God. Double cooking. Yeah. You'd sink to the bottom, and as days go by, your body is exposed to salt, the soda ash, and the baking soda, which are all ingredients even the Egyptians used to mummify their dead. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. That's right. It's a one-stop shop. That's right. To make a fucking mummy. You weren't fucking kidding. No, not at all. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like this is going to... I feel like white people are going to use this (laughs) for some some bullshit. Some goop shit. Some goop shit. (laughs) That's right. Rub it on your face. Take your ears off. (laughs) Take a lot off, man. (laughs) Uh, So when parts of the lake recede in dry season, it exposes you to that sun drying out your body further. And voila, 
a guy named Nick finds you and turns you into a beautiful portrait. There you so, go. Life cycle. So now, good news, your body wouldn't be alone in this lake. Oh, okay. That's right. In fact, <laughs> in fact it's really crowded in there. Ah, I feel so much better. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, I'd like to show you some pictures of Lake Natron. And if you would, please tell the good folks at home or at work, wherever you are, uh, what's up with some parts of this fucking lake? Okay, so here's one photo. All right, this is beautiful and yeah. horrifying. <laughs> so, all right, uh, uh, what do you, all right, yeah. top of the, uh, if you split the photo into threes uh, horizontally, top of the photo, you've got mountains, totally yeah. normal, mountains and sky. Yeah. All right, so in the, in the forefront, it basically, you see this long stretch of lake and it's red, you know, guys, yeah. it's red. Um, I don't know what else to say. It is like, it is like brick blood red. Yeah. And it's got these weird little cracks in it, these weird lines of white. Mm-hmm. And um, you can also see the lake is, it is like a mirror. Yeah. On the, on the surface. You can see the clouds. You can see, yeah, you can see the sky. Yeah, I can it, see the reflection of like the mountain. It looks like the sky if it was red instead of blue. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if you put a red, um, like, filter yeah. on, a, on a photo. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Now, and like we said a while back, you could see it from space. Yeah. Um, now, here's a photo of that view, and that's also going to be available on our Instagram. Well, that's interesting, Pod. But this is from Google Earth, and this whole thing is the lake... Oh, my God. Yeah. And what do you see right here? It's like a smear of blood on the earth. (laughs) It is like someone dipped their finger in blood and just sort of made a little made a little squiggly. Yeah. Um, But some of the it's it's like some of some parts of it are deeper red than other parts. Some parts are pink and then some parts are just kind of whitish. Mm hmm. Am I correct? Yep, that's right. Is that that's all part of the lake? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so it's so, either white, pink, or red. Exactly. Exactly. What a scheme. <laughs> what, a, what a color scheme. Okay, so the the red part, well, the white part is the salt. Right. <clears throat> okay. That but makes sense. The red part, though, what we're looking at is billions upon billions of salt-loving algae and bacteria who are very special. Uh, because not only are they super fucking poisonous for most predators, like they fatally damage cells and your nervous system and your liver, that's super cool. But what's even more super cool is that when they photosynthesize, they turn pink and red and not green. Oh, I fucking love that. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. I thought you were going to say it was the blood of all of the animals that had died there. It was a big crime scene. No, it's... Sweet, deadly little algae. Yeah, just chomping down on some salt. Living their best algae lives. Yeah. Turning red. Exactly. And pink. And where there's bacteria and algae, there's bigger animals that will try their damnedest to eat them. And wouldn't you know it, there's even a type of tilapia fish down there that doesn't mind the hypersaline, super hot environment filled with poisonous food. So there's some fish in this fucking lake. Oh my gosh. Which sounds Can you imagine crazy. eating those fish? I, dude... Don't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do 
don't do it, man. Can you imagine that fish taco? Ah, <laughs> so salty. So, so owie. So, so, so much owl. So much owl. Okay. Okay. So our port tilapia friend isn't the most popular resident. Now, oh. thanks to the, the, uh, the lake's temperatures, stinging waters, blood red appearance, most predators don't fuck with it. Okay. But if you're on the food chain and your body can tolerate all this crazy shit and you need a safe place for your babies, you're going to call this home. And it's okay. home to no other than, say it with me now. <gasps> Flamingos! Flamingos! <laughs> I love it! That's right. I just pulled up a photo of some flamingos, uh, lesser flamingos. Uh, lesser flamingos? Well, That's what they're called? It's just like the type of, it's just the... The uh, just the species of flamingo. It doesn't oh. mean that they're lesser. It's just oh, we need to get a new name, know, you guys. <laughs> these are not lesser. These are yeah more. These are great. These are pretty. They're fucking incredible, and we're gonna get into it. Oh so my god! Nearly two and a half to three million of them use this lake as their home during breeding season every three to four years. Now they look like dainty fuckers. Yeah. Flamingos, but they are hardcore. Now, would you please do the honor of reading how special these birds are? And this is from theconversation.com. I would love to. I'm pumped. All right, quote. Special tough skin and scales on their legs prevent burns, and they can drink water at near boiling point to collect fresh water from springs and geysers at the lake's edges. Uh, if no fresh water is available, flamingos can use glands in their head that remove the salt, draining it out from their nasal cavity. And, yep. quote, coolest fucking birds so I've fucking cool. ever fucking heard of. <laughs> they can remove salt from water yeah. with their nose. Yeah, just using their face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why haven't we figured that out? Uh, we were human. We suck. We suck. <laughs> You're such, Jesus. We're so basic. Oh my god, we can blow up fucking buildings, but we can't... Oh no. We can't make wa- salt water drinkable. <laughs> That's not... Jeez. Uh, okay, and the, all that dangerous algae, they're not a problem either. Their, stu- their strong stomachs and digestive system kills it, not a problem. And the red coloring is absorbed into their feathers, giving them that legendary coloring. Oh, wow. I know. <gasps> So, needless to say, the lake is vital for these birds, and it truly protects them. Um, Back in 2013, a British tourist, Nick Armour, found a flamingo that had passed away near Lake Bogota in Kenya. The ring around its leg stated that it was tagged by researchers as a... Sorry, researchers, as a chick back in 1962 when it was hatched at Lake Natron. That fucking bird was 50 years old. Holy shit. Yeah. Quote, Alan Root, a wildlife filmmaker who led the 1962 rescue and ringing effort, along with the late Leslie Brown, said in an email, another old friend passed away. It gives me good feeling to know that this is the latest find, that this latest find probably means that there are still hundreds of our birds at that age paddling around our lakes. End quote. Oh, I know. Oh from the National Geographic article, message from a 50-year-old flamingo. Well, I'm going to go cry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my heart is broken. It's gone. You, I know. You smashed it. <laughs> you smashed. Uh, 
score. Okay, so, <laughs> so I guess the message here is uh, one animal's hellscape is another animal's haven and conver- you know, conservation is key, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's not fuck it up. Let's not. The end. The end. God damn it. <laughs> I, I love this. One of my faves. One of my faves. Ah, that was a good time. That was a good time. And thanks to everyone for just listening, telling their friends about this podcast. Oh my God, you guys are so cute. Thank you. And sharing it on social media. Yeah. We're out there. Come find us. We'll give you a a big hug. um, Virtual hug. Virtual hug. And then in person when we can do shows, that'd be really cool. Yeah. And stay interesting. Please do.